This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop talking with Dez from Devil Driver. New album, Dealing with Demons 1, out on Napalm Records. Um, first off, man, are, are you, are you? I'm assuming, staying home these days a lot and kind of just staying safe in, in that down in California, right? Yeah, I'm in California. We've been, we've been quarantining actually since January. You know, last year, uh, my wife had a fight with cancer and went in to, uh, to do surgeries and stuff and came out of that, you know, thankful that she you know she's oh, yeah. alive now mm-hmm. right and so the first thing i didn't want to do is bring any of that home so mm-hmm. we've been quarantining since january and i've always been a guy who's had you know once i found instacart it's like wait someone will do my grocery shopping for me <laughs> i hate going i hate going to the grocery store yeah. so, you know so yeah we've and we're keeping safe and and uh you know anytime we're out we're wearing masks as well and stuff so yeah that's that's what we're doing is kind of hunkering down you know i've been writing a lot to tell you the truth Okay, so that I guess that's uh, kind of leads into my next question. You, we we covered the safe part. Now, what's been keeping you sane during this? Music, just music. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm diving back into my vinyls collection that I, I collect. I'm listening to a lot of like old punk rock and stuff. I've been yeah. writing constantly. Uh, the band is writing, and I've received a few new tunes already uh, that are incredible. Nice. So yeah, it's it's like music and music and music for me, and more music. I'm just I'm not really a sit down in front of the TV for hours kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, idle hands for me are the devil's workshop because I'm only four or five years sober now off yeah. alcohol. So I, I just got to keep busy, you know. Oh man, congratulations! I, I uh, just got five years uh, sobriety uh, recently, so congratulations! Congratulations, congratulations, man! I mean, in my industry, it's a difficult thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it does get to a certain point where it's like, you know, I was never like a massive drinker. Just having like a cocktail a night or two cocktails after the show, and then I realized, well, I just played two hundred eighty shows. How many cocktails was that? And I just did that. And yeah. I just did 28, 28 years on the road. Mm-hmm. How many cocktails? So yeah, I just something spiritual inside me said, "Hey, let's drop this." Mm-hmm. I mean, um, uh, I'm a marijuana advocate. Okay, hardcore, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, I suffer from ADD and ADHD my whole life, and yeah. I don't think without that I wouldn't I wouldn't even sleep at mm-hmm. night. To be honest with you, um, you know, now I'm really into to uh, to smoking this Canisu, which is just um, just uh, to, almost THC free. Okay. It's like real hev- real heavy, just CBD. Okay. Um, and it's like the clarity that comes from that as nice. well is so good. So, yeah, man. So congratulations on your sobriety, man. I mean, I, I have found that 
it really changed life for me, man. And anybody around me that's gotten sober off of alcohol that really actually drank daily, right? Mm -hmm. Their life changes in the most miraculous ways. I could go, we could have another two hour conversation just about that. You know, it's, it's, it's great to see people like, you know, in, in the wildlife of, of like a rock star and metal musician. I mean, you could talk to Randy Bly. He's the same way. And, 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 you know, he had a wild life with, with substance abuse and stuff. And it's cool to, to see people out there that you know you're playing gigs where that stuff's all around but you're still able to kind of you know take the straight and narrow yeah well, i mean there you're talking about randy you're talking about my bro you know he mm-hmm. we, we drink, he actually has a room here at the house like oh, he cool. has towels here he has towels here with ours on them that i put up so when he comes he feels like he's at home but uh he's part of our company sun cult that we all run together it's like yeah. a punk rock skate skate surf thing totally. um but yeah if you really talk to randy too he went through it and i saw him in his early years um on Ozfest. like i saw him wasted at 10 a.m in the morning walking around you know what i mean mm-hmm. and him and i were kind of in the same boat like let's party and a, a real like important person in, in my life came up to me and we won't make this whole thing about sobriety because a lot of people will get you know just turned off you know for sure a lot of people a lot of people metal is like synonymous with like beers and whiskey which you know i gotta be honest it is right yeah so uh it is so and, and, and you know it is and i uh and this guy said to me one night we were just having this normal conversation not even about alcohol and he said you know man at a certain age uh hold the bottle of whiskey doesn't look good on a guy and I uh-huh. thought to myself, oh, dude, you're so right. Like <laughs> a 21 year old kid backstage with a bottle of, you know, Jack in his hand, you know, may look cool, but you get 35, 40, 45, 50. You, you, it doesn't look good. It looks like you don't have your, your stuff together. And Fair so enough. I'm not, I'm not about that, you know? For sure, man. Well, like you said, you know, that, but congratulations on that. And, um, but, but also congratulations on, on the new album dealing with demons. See how I segue there. I'm a radio professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. This thing has been getting critical acclaim. So let awesome. me just go right into it. Scott. I've been doing it all day so I could just explain it real yeah. quick. The thought behind dealing with demons was this. I got a lot on my mind. If you've ever interviewed me before, I don't tell you what songs are about. So if you're like Des, this song got me through a hard time and I tell you that it's about a rainy day and you thought it was about a sunny day it's going to ruin your whole vibe right Mm -hmm. this this is a different time this is a, a time for me to really get into some things demons that uh bother me about myself that i need to like be very personal and tell people about so like keep away from me is about my agoraphobia social distancing my whole life i don't do well in crowds more, okay. more than 10 people i don't know and if i tell you i'm coming to your grammy awards party i'm probably not mm-hmm. right i mean so um, it's it's kind of touching base with a lot of like uh a, a lot of things i want to discuss and also society's ills you know nest of vipers is about loyalty and how mm. it can be bought and sold yep. in personal life and in business life and how we should stay away from those kind of people yeah um iona one of the releases is about uh how we need like how do we have this love for murder porn tv like i gotta get home and watch csi you mm-hmm. know or or when i ask you what your favorite horror film is this is timely because it's halloween yeah. it's like people are like you know michael myers halloween yeah. or uh um Texas chainsaw massacre and i'm like dude those are snuff films like can you go watch an animal get skinned alive and, and killed on video on youtube probably not how do you go watch a movie where 12 women get ki- skinned and killed and put up on meat hooks it's like so these are things uh, society's ills and my own ills mm-hmm. that i want to discuss okay and i want each song to kind of be a talking point among people like yeah hey why why does my roommate sit in his room and watch you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre daily time to move you know what I mean yeah 
Huh. Uh, and the album has been so well received; it's unbelievable. I mean, nine out of tens, ten out of tens. That's so we just cool. got the word today that uh, that today that uh, we're number one uh, on radio right now. We just knocked a, a, a pretty big band off. To yeah. be honest with you, so I don't know. Whenever I do a piece of art, I tend to bury my head. Mm-hmm. and see what happens. Uh, otherwise, you find yourself trying to skew your art or whatever, you know? And I, I'm just, I'm real appreciative and, and, and very humbled at, at what's going on with Dealing With Demons. And then the thought process of a double record was, let's do a double record staggered release. Uh-huh. Let's, do the, let's do the world twice over three years, then come home for a nice long break, which I haven't had in 28 years. Let's take a year off, which I've never done. Now COVID hit. <laughs> this is the year <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I've been home longer than I've ever been home in yeah. my career. Um, and now I can't wait to, to, to get a stage underneath me mm-hmm. and get a mic in my hand and, yeah. and you know, get on the tour bus again. So yeah, that's the story behind dealing with demons. And what I'm finding is on social media, a lot of people are hitting me up. Like, that's awesome. Dude, I heard your interview. Like, I agree with you on that. Or I, I, I feel like that too around crowds or mm-hmm. wow. Nesta Vipers really struck me because I had someone, you know, that I thought was loyal to me in business and they took it all last week. And, you know, it's, so now I'm finding, Oh wow. Talking points are a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe for the last 28 years, I should have been telling people what I'm writing about, but uh, it is what it is. It's come full circle now. And I feel free to give my heart out and let people know what I'm writing about, you know? Hey man, it's, it, you've done, you've done the uh, artistic side where you kind of just leave it, you know, for them to interpret. And now you've done it this way. And you know, it's cool that you, you kind of know both ways. And so that's right. Yeah. And it was, it was about me kind of saying, okay, I've been here a long time, right? Yeah. So if you follow, if you follow me this long, like, let me get extra personal. Like, you almost deserve it. Yeah. Especially for, especially for the person who's like, dude, I was, you know, I was 12 years old when I heard you in Coal Chamber or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and now they're, whatever, 30, you know? Yeah. I'm like, well, here's something real personal. I probably chose the wrong job. Here's a song called Keep Away From Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, and it's interesting, man, right? It's interesting when you start really kind of sharing of yourself. Um, it's been interesting for me. It's really kind of grown me as a person and as a writer. And now I'm finding myself, the stuff that I'm writing is just, you know, extra, extra personal to me. And I, I can't wait to share more music with everybody. That's cool, man. I, I'm, I'm stoked to hear kind of, obviously there, there's like an evolution and like, it sounds like you're getting more personal now and, and going a little, you know, more inward. Uh, do you think, uh, because you have more time on your hands these days, um, there, we're going to get more of that. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I've been writing, the band has been writing. Yeah. Uh, we can't wait to, you know, now we've released this uh, volume one. We can't wait to release volume two. I'm telling you, volume two is my baby. Nice. Like, I wanted that record to come out first. Uh, but because Keep Away From Me and Wishing was on this record, uh, everybody in, around me, including the band and everybody, like I said, I kind of bury my head in the sand once the art is done and they mm-hmm. can choose what songs come out and all of that. I don't want to be part of that. And, yeah. Um, Wishing was a big deal for us to to release because it explores very much my Bauhaus, Sisters of Mercy, Fields of the Nephilim, goth side. Yeah, I'm very much a, I'm very much a goth punk kid. Mm-hmm. I only found metal because I found Motorhead, and actually hilarious. I actually That's thought awesome. they were a punk band. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, totally. before I saw a photo of them, before I saw a photo of them, so. You know, here we release uh, our, my first clean vocal in Devil Driver, mm-hmm. and I made a statement in, in 2000 on a DVD that you'd never hear clean vocals in Devil Driver. I did a 75% of that clean in Cold Chamber back in the day, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. But I guess what I was actually saying was the whole metalcore thing, where oh, they, yeah. ske- they skew the chorus to get to radio. 
I didn't want to do that. I felt that in a great analogy is a painter, again, a painter saying, if I paint with red paints, I'll sell a million records and he starts or, or a million paintings and he starts painting with red paint. He's just diluted his art and skewed his art for yeah. money. And I, I never want to do that. So I digress here, but, uh, that song is a very kind of gothic, gothic verses, and then a real heavy, heavy chorus. And mm -hmm. that is a very heavy song. Wishing is a very heavy song about, you know, somebody that walked away from your life, somebody that died, somebody that you maybe can't find anymore, and you wish you would have said something. You wish they would come back to your life. You're wishing for them. You're wishing they'd come back to you. Yeah. And this left, uh, left them lonely and unloyal and this and that. And I just, I, you know, that song to me now, I wasn't sure I was going to make the record, yeah. to be honest with you. Huh. Um, and now to hear people's, uh, to hear people's uh, opinion of that tune and really kind of, you've heard a million bands come out in metal bands and do clean vocals and they get ruined in the first interview. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's true. I could name you 10 bands right now and you're like, what? They have one clean vocal on the record. I'll never listen to them again. So it's a frightening thing, but I tend to make brave moves. Mm -hmm. um, and then knowing that it was very, very Bauhausy, actually, um, we ran with it. We ran with it. And, and thankfully so. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to release it as a single, but my manager, who's my wife, and the band and the label and everybody's like, this is incredible. And I was like, well, okay. And, and we ran with it on the fifth single. Because I didn't think, I didn't know if it would do anything. You know? Yeah. Um, I say jokingly now, like, oh, I might have led with it on the first single, like, <laughs> if I knew. <laughs> you knew but, that you would get but, that reaction, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually, it's a very organic thing that's happening. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, I'm, in, and I'm, I'm looking at it like, huh, okay, cool. And, uh, you know, so here we go, you know. And volume two will come out sometime next year. Cool. Um, not a, not a you know, not a, not a huge monetary asset to releasing in the middle of a pandemic. It's why a lot of bands pulled their records. Yeah. I want to um, ask you about that. So like, was, was that even a discussion point for you guys or did you just want to get it out there to, to, for the fans to, to really get something to hold on to during this time? Dude, I, I would, dude, I would say like, like March, April, I started to see like every band pulling their record mm -hmm. and I got, and I gotta say, I got pissed. Like I got, I got angry about it. I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? And, but you know, even the labels like, Hey, not a good monetary move or not our label, but a lot of other labels, like not a good monetary move. And yeah. I was like, that's not what music is about, man. Look, we're going through a pandemic. What saves lives for me? Music saved me. Yeah. I was like, you need to give people art. You need to give people music. So that was never a talking point with me. Uh, I remember a team phone call where we were all on with everybody from the label mm -hmm. and we were like, Hey, we're putting our foot down. We are definitely releasing. And everyone at the label was like, we agree with you. Nice. Even, even though you may take a monetary hit, mm -hmm. we agree with you. And now in hindsight, look, now we, we came out number four on the rock charts. I mean, it was like, Corey Taylor, Queen, Deftones, Devil Driver. <laughs> That's pretty huge. That's <laughs> and I was like, good company. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, oddly enough, we're definitely the heaviest thing on that. I yeah, mean, and the, the tones are amazing. It's one of my favorite bands. Yeah, the greatest guys ever. But I mean, Devil Driver, you know, we're heavier. Let's face oh, it. Oh yeah. So very odd to me. I was like, okay, huh? And um, here we are. You know, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean. To use the word organic, 
is very true with this record and how this has gone. I mean, when we told the label we wanted to release five singles before we were coming out, it was like, huh? Like, yeah, we were going to do things different. Like, yeah. Anybody can buy into a record carrying one or two singles and go stream it or download it. But if you give them five, they may find something they don't like and be like, okay, now I don't really want to hear it. But it's just the opposite. We released five tracks and people were like, thank you. I'm definitely hooking up with this record. And I think it was a correct move. We also had a really long rollout. I mean, I'd say five month rollout is the longest rollout. I think metal's ever seen, Yeah, you know, but we, we did it in a timely manner, you know, giving people a, a music video or giving people um, a song every, you know, three to four weeks. I think it was an important move to do yeah. that as well. Yeah. They're getting pumped for it, man. It's like, it's that they're, they're ready for it, man. They're ready for it. And then they finally get it. And, and it's, you know, it's giving them like that lead up. It, it's badass. It's really cool that you can do that. Thank you, man. I mean, look, there's, when I say humbled, I mean it, man. I'm very appreciative. I mean, it's very rare that a band of our ilk kind of gets played on certain radio stations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard to do, but a lot of people are taking to devil driver right now. And I mean, I'm, I'm very appreciative of it, you know, and it's, and it's, they're taking to it, not from a move that was skewed, not from me going, Hey, if we paint with red paint, we'll get there because yeah. certainly, you know, certainly the verses are, are clean on like a wishing, but the chorus is so heavy. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I had no idea it would get spins and here we go. And that's how I like to see it happen. If it happens organically, then it happens. Um, I mean, I could go way back in my career to you and Cold Chamber and say, you know, that when, when we did a song with Ozzy, we did actually shock the monkey with Ozzy, yeah. which when Huge. we heard back, we, well, yeah, but when we heard back, like I, even the Osborne camp, when we were listening to it, we were all were like, okay, this is not the single, you know, this, this, this may really? or may not propel the brand, but Hey, it was fun to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing you're doing a song with Ozzy, you know, he's the, he's a, the dream guy you want to work with. Right. And then that song, like third or fourth single ended up to be like all over the place. So oh, yeah. If it happens organically, I can kind of like put my flag up because I, I just, I don't do anything in my life that's skewed. So yeah, I find humbled, uh, appreciative, uh, spilling out of my, my mouth, especially after almost a 30 year career. And now we're at the top of the top where you can get where we are right now. And it's magical. It's a, frankly, it's a very magical time. And when you have something like this happen with anything, with any mm-hmm. kind of career, you set yourself up for another five or 10 year run. And, um, you know, of course there'll be stuff people don't like along the way, you know, if you do it right, actually. Yeah. But, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next five, 10 years in devil driver. But that's the beautiful thing about it is you're set up for success and, and it's gradual success. You guys have been killing it for a long time. It's not like you just make one hit lit single. And then all of a sudden you blow up out of nowhere after, you know, just starting the band, you guys have been grinding and grinding and, you know, gradual success and getting bigger and bigger. And then, you know, you hit a moment and you take off in a certain way is like, you're, you're, entire you're, you're built for it you know and it's it's not your first rodeo yeah no it's not and my wife said it best to me the other night she said you know what you're addicted to and i said no god let me hear it let me hear it (laughs) you've been with me like over 20 years like let me hear it she's like you're addicted to seeing if you can build something so like i have several businesses several businesses i do and yeah i run them i run them at a uh, high level Um, yeah and 
when stuff like this happens to you, you just you have to stop. I mean, she even said this the other night. You have to stop and reflect on what's going on now with what's happening in your life. So, yeah, not our first rodeo. We certainly have grinded uh, a long career. People know us as, like, the hardest touring band out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too many people that will put in, you know, 300 days on the road. I mean, mm-hmm. a year. And uh, <laughs> that being said, I've been home so long now. I mean, I if I heard a tour bus coming up my street, I would hear it like a mile away. I would feel the vibration and I would run, run out there. So hopefully yeah. we can all return. Hopefully we can all return back to shows soon, you know? Well, I, I wanted to ask about this because it seems like um, you're kind of, you're, you're definitely, um, you possibly setting your son up for uh, following in your footsteps. Your son, Simon Blade, he does guest vocals on the song You Give Me a Reason to Drink on the new album. Uh, what, first off, what was that like, including your son on a track? And then, um, I guess, is he interested in following in, in your footsteps? Does he want to be a, a lead vocalist? Right. So Simon Blade, Blade is his middle name. He actually guested on a track called Fighting Words, oh, which cool. is a Devil Driver staple. I mean, it's one of the yeah. songs we play almost every day. And he did that when he was nine years old. Oh, my God. That's so and sick. Then he, then, then he plays me in the Clouds Over California video oh, cool. when he was that when he was that young. So mm-hmm. for people you know that are listening to go check that out. Um, she, I think, always kind of knew he wanted to do it. Um, and then he was in the studio with me doing Give Me a Reason to Drink. It's like, hey, Dad, I'm around. I want to come in the studio today. Wh- what track are you working on? And what was cool is not only working with my son, but having a little bit of a teaching moment, yeah. right? So yeah. he's so he's like, tell me what the song is about, Give Me a Reason to Drink. And I said, you know, those days when you want to come home and you just want to have a beer and two two shots of whiskey real quick because your day has been horrible. Yeah. I go, and, fr- and frankly, son, that usually makes the day worse. You get mm-hmm. pissed at someone. You end up crying in your beer. It's the worst and that's not what you want to do and he's like i want to jump on this track and i thought to myself well we're in the process right now of recording your first six song ep i've oh, already cool. heard four of the tracks that he's done and it's incredible we're hoping to drop it next year that's awesome. i said you know what i said uh lyrics are up there in the booth go in and hit whatever you want and he went in and hit the chorus and he just blew it away got to keep in mind that this kid's lows are lower than mine like death metal lows if he wants yeah his high high screams are insane and his clean vocals like i'd put that stuff up against any clean vocal singer i mean oh, that's awesome. anybody Corey taylor any anybody out there um yeah, he's come on stage with me several times, and crowd goes insane. Yeah. I mean, in L.A., in, in LA, I couldn't <laughs> It's funny. I couldn't even hear the beginning of the songs. People were going so nuts when he came out uh, with me when we played uh, L.A. proper. So it's exciting to, A, work with my son, B, see him following in my footsteps. Uh, I think he's the one, like, if I had to take time off, off or something else, and Devil Driver still wanted to tour, yeah. I mean, he has a little bit ways to go with a crowd report, kind of how I do. Um, But he could do it. He could kill it. And he can mimic me if he wants, but he doesn't sound like me, you know? Yeah. Which is, which is, which is awesome, you know, because he has his own tone, his own sound. So we'll see what's going to be happening with the kid. I mean, I'm, I'm passing the torch for sure. I have, I have three sons. Um, My, my oldest is an insane guitar player. He actually lives outside of Seattle. So hopefully he'll, he'll hear this. So hopefully he'll hear this, Tyler. Um, he's got a song written about him on, in Cold Chamber called Tyler's Song. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, uh, my middle son is actually a, a manager here at Oracle, and he's uh, killing it as well. <coughs> Excuse me. He's killing it as well. So, I don't know. It's interesting to, to watch my kids and how they are attracted to music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
That's rad, man. Well, uh, th- that sounds like an awesome family like dynamic and everything. Um, I-, I don't want to take up too much of your time, to- Des, today, um, but I did have a couple more questions. You're a music lover, for, uh, first off. Like you, you know, you're steeped in like hardcore and punk and metal, and you said like goth music and you know that kind of stuff. Um, what are just a few albums that have made a positive impact on your life? Ooh. Well, let's, I'll tell you what, let's do bands because it'll be easier. Okay, yeah, sure. Right? So, a few bands. So, yeah. like, let's go to, like, Fear. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're going to talk about punk rock, you want to talk about Fear. More beer, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Black Flag for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to talk about uh, Goth, you want to go definitely to Bauhaus, to Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. Uh, Motorhead was a huge, massive influence on me. Danzig, uh, Elvis, massive influence when I was younger. Yeah. That's kind of what got me into music, my parents' record collection and stuff. Um I'm a diverse cat, man. I listen to a lot of different stuff. So I like a lot of the underground stuff. So anything that's blues, jazz, mm-hmm. uh, heavy heavy metal, punk rock, uh, goth, kind of the underground arts. I never For really sure. fell into the pop thing. Okay. Um, and it's kind of what kept me out of liking, uh, I would say, half the metal that's out there now is because mm-hmm. I feel like it's skewed to be popish to make it and i know i'm well aware i'm talking to a radio station it's <laughs> skewed it's skewed to like make it to radio yeah and i can smell it a mile away mm-hmm. and i d- just it's always kind of disgusted me so um i i i tend to, to to go with like the more underground kind of stuff i mean the damned is incredible yeah uh that band damn damn um, damned yeah, the damned. I mean, and then even, you know, there's bands out there that are like, relatively newer. I mean, you know, newer compared to the stuff that I just mentioned, yeah. but like cancer, bat, cancer bats, I think are amazing. Yeah. Uh, just, there's just, there's, there's a lot of good music out there for people right now, you know, and a lot of cool, heavy stuff as well, you know? So I'm going to put you on the spot here since we're naming bands, since we are a Northwest radio program, is there right. any, is there any Northwest bands, uh, from all time that you, that you love? Uh, I'm not really like familiar with regions, right? Okay, like, fair enough. Fair like, enough. So, like, cer- certainly, I can call out like California punk bands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, na- name me a few bands like from that area. Uh, the accused, uh, the accused Himsa. Um, we got uh, Soundgarden, Nirvana. Okay, so okay, so all three of those, yes, was now don't people are going to like throw things at me, but it was like never a Nirvana fan. Okay. Fair enough. Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Oh my God. Alice in, yeah, Alice in Chains, probably my, one of my favorite bands of all time. I go. never kind of, I never hit the Pearl Jam button mm-hmm. and I never hit the kind of the Nirvana button. I don't know why. Um, in hindsight, should probably check out those works more because obviously, you know, great bands, they you know for what they've done. Um, but Soundgarden, certainly. Alice yeah. in Chains, yeah, good lord. Uh, Mother Love Bone. So oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, incredible. In, one of the most incredible songwriters I've ever heard in my life. So, yeah, um, a lot of that stuff. But I, when grunge hit, I was doing Cold Chamber. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it was a different. It was a different time, and I was into a lot of different stuff. You know, and. Um, I kind of equated the scene, certain certain some of those bands equated this uh, equated the scene to like you know a flannel shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then certainly when Alice in Chains came out, I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, uh, it's a cut above. You know, yeah, 
it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's so a cut above. I yeah. mean, I think Lane, Lane, probably one of my top five singers of all time. I mean, the, the you know, the, the same thing with Soundgarden, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you touch Chris Cornell's voice? I was at his memorial. Um, oh, wow. At, at the forum. Uh, we actually went with John Carter Cash, Johnny Cash's son and his wow. wife uh, yeah. in their limo and stuff and with some people from Sony. And we went to go watch that. And, you know, it was a massive event. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of tears, including myself, mm-hmm. uh, in the forum. And Jack Black came out, and he said the most incredible, like, analogy I've ever heard. He was talking about Chris Cornell's voice, yeah. and he's like, you know, you can one can only wish that you spoke about this after your passing, right? Yeah. But his, his 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 family was in the audience, and Jack comes up and says, "You know the thing about Chris? He didn't sing like any of you guys. He didn't have a note." He and he he makes this like motion with his hand. He's like he sang and he goes in between the notes. Oh, wow. he made yeah. his and he goes he made his own notes. And bro, there was not a dry eye in the whole place. So, yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly those bands are 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 heavily influenced me for sure. And if then if not influenced me, whenever it comes on, I'm like turn it up. I oh, mean, yeah. Soundgarden, Soundgarden for me. Bad Motorfinger is like just probably the most unbelievable thing you'll ever hear you know dude i appreciate you kind of re- recalling that i mean that's 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 an epic moment there um now des uh last question for you man um if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it real quick <laughs> that's an interesting one um a scar on my body and where i got it well my nose has been broken twice because i like to fight when i was a kid Uh oh so there, there's definitely a huge scar across my nose and it's okay. been broken twice. Right. So, uh, but, and not even to be dramatic and artistic, but like there's some scars on my heart I can never share. Right. Yeah. They come from, uh, family issues mm-hmm. or leaving home at an early age or, you know, being sent off to live with someone else. Uh, you, that kind of a thing yeah. that you, that you never really get rid of. Um, fortunately I, I can write songs about it or, yeah. or have the cathartic motion of like talking about it with you. So yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, without being dramatic, there are just definitely some scars on my heart that are hard to share, you know? And the ones on the nose from being a brawler went in the young yeah. Days. I've always I've always been that kid. I'm 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 five seven and a half, and I've always been real scrappy. I'm nice. Italian. I'm Italian, so if you talk wrong to me or my friends or my wife or something, I'm I'm the first one in. And I was raised extremely blue collar. So on the job site, my stepfather is a contractor. On the job site, it was always about like, what'd you say? Yep. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and I never fixed my nose because I always want to look in the in the mirror and remember like that, so oh, I yeah. can calm myself calm myself down and, and 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 deal with things the correct way, you know. Absolutely, man. Des, thank you so much, man. New album, Dealing with Demons One, available now on Napalm Records. Uh, do you have any final words for the Northwest before I let you go? Yeah, hopefully see you soon, man. Because those are some incredible shows. So yes, let's get let's get back to it. Everybody, look, just stay safe, stay sound. We'll all come out of this uh, better as people. I, I know that. I know humanity's going to come out of this. I can't wait for music to come back. And yes. Seattle's always a great place to play. So thank you very much for having me, and and uh, I, I hope to get. Back at it soon and thank you so much for your support it absolutely means a great deal my pleasure man thanks for a lot for talking to you talking thank to you, me brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all good brother it's getting late thank you very much and have a great night you too man bye this has been metal shops backstage pass this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 